This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, Adam with Bowhunter Products Podcast. Just wanted to first say thanks to all the listeners and supporters of the show and to our affiliates, Serviceide and Bowhunter Box Club, who helped make this show possible. Serviceide is a lifestyle hunting brand that caters specifically to the deer hunter. They offer deer hunting specific lifestyle clothing in addition to offering products like Tacticam and Lone Wolf. You can check them out at serviceide.com or YouTube as Deer Slayer TV, where they offer hunting videos, tips and tricks, as well as gear reviews. And as always, we would like to thank the Bowhunter Box Club. Bowhunter Box Club is the only monthly subscription box aimed directly at bow hunters. Each month around the 10th, for $40, you receive a box loaded with bow hunting specific items valued near $70. Additionally, there is now a crossbow option for anybody interested in a box uh, who shoots crossbow. They also offer a 12 month VIP pass through subscription, which is a separate option, but is like buying. 12 raffle tickets for a monthly drawing. Uh, prizes in the past for that have been uh, bows, hunting trips, and this month is the Garmin Zero bow site. So you can check them out at bowhunterboxclub.com. And both at Serviceide and Bowhunter Box Club, you can save 10% by using code CHRONICLES. And if you like what we're doing, please, please, please remember um, to hit that five star rating below and leave us a review. And uh, additionally, you can check us out at the Bowhunter Chronicles Podcast.com, Bowhunter Chronicles Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Uh, Adam and John here, and today we're going to talk about um, basically all the gear that we have had come in in the last week. This 
you know, we've been talking about gear, talking about gear, talking about all the things that, you know, we want to do or what we're going to get. And basically it's like all the orders went in at the same time and, uh, everything just started showing up at once. And so there's a lot of new, new stuff that we've been, uh, that's just been, just been rolling in. Um, one of the main things, uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast was, um, I ended up getting a, a really good deal on a brand new um, Diamond Deploy SB. Um, that was just a bare bow, and that showed up, and that kind of put everything in motion as far as getting the other bow, um, the Carbon Knight, set up. But we got that bow in here, and um, earlier this week we got the draw length set, um, got a rest on it put put uh that i've got a a dead ringer uh, multi-pin slider sight so mounted that on there uh but we still have some some things to do um with that one um what is it the drop string or what yeah is the it? cord for it yeah the cord that was on that rest it's a used rest so the cord was when it was taken off the last bow was got nicked so we're gonna put a new one on it but we're just waiting on that we got another rest coming it's gonna be the same one with the clicker it's and a trophy taker a smackdown pro, pro click. click and so what's the difference between those two uh basically this this the the one right here the regular smackdown pro it doesn't have the micro adjustments the clicker does or the pro click does that's hence the click it's got a little micro click so we'll see how that you know, sets up. The sure. Pro is great. It's, I mean, that's actually when I was on my Bowtech last, last, the year before last. So I had no problems with it. It's pretty, it's a tough rest. Nothing breaks on it. So, so one of the things that, um, you know, I wish I would have heard on a podcast uh, prior to, uh, to getting that new bow, um, you know, regular guys here and I've got, two bows and I already had a bow that was all set up. Um, so of course, you know, something's got to give, right? So I had to, uh, might have to, but I don't need three bows. So I sold the other bow and, uh, I just put it on eBay and sold it immediately. And, right. and, and why was that a bad thing? <laughs> well, we got two brand new bows basically sitting here and they're, you know, bone stock and we have no reference points. So what we could have done with your, your old bear is put it on my draw board, marked your draw length. Exactly. Uh, while it was on the draw board, we could have put arrow on it, measured your peep height exactly at full draw. And so, and then we would have had a starting point for these bows. Just, you know, instead of going through the whole motion of, all right, drawing it back and, you know, put it on the draw board, measure it out, and pretty much get it right set and then mark your peep heights and get that put in pretty much right exactly where you need it. Maybe do a little fine tuning, but a little less guesswork that way would have been. And you could have did it while well, I wasn't here. Exactly. That's the other thing too. Is I could have done it without you being here. So, so, so yeah, there's a little bit more work that's going to go into these, but, um, with the brand new one that I just got, I feel like we got a pretty good start on it. 
um, as far as as where we're at. And uh, we got uh, my arrows came in, so I'm shooting again the Black Eagle Outlaws, um, the 300 spine, uh, just bare shafts, waiting on some veins and wraps, but those should be here uh, first thing this this week. But um, we marked the arrows uh, so we can get those cut at least. Yeah, um, weather permitting, if they get here. I mean, <laughs> we just got, what, three inches of ice and snow and just nasty shit. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I guess with that being said, uh, just to take a little sidetrack off of the bows, but we, I mean, what was the temperature? Uh, it was 30, 30 degrees today. Uh, yeah. yeah, so like when I went out to the store, it was 28 degrees. Right. Um, yeah. And three inches of snow, ice, freezing rain, whatever it was. And basically everything else that I had going on today was canceled because of the weather. Um, so I went and got my pack, went out, set up my tarp. I got a, I got my sleeping bag in the mail. Um, so I went and set up all my stuff in the snow and got down to my underwear and my sleeping bag. And I was out there barefoot, just checking it out to see if it was going to be warm enough because granted um i i don't plan on this being the conditions right but this is this is april and i wouldn't have planned on this being the conditions for today right either so i mean basically this is a worst case scenario to see if the setup that i'm i'm thinking about um is gonna work and uh i was plenty warm uh I didn't even feel any of the, it, it was blowing pretty hard. It was pretty windy and, uh, I didn't have any problems. You know, I was kind of tucked in next to my house. It wasn't like I went on a hike and, and did it, but. Right. Uh, but you're, and you were trying your new, you had your new gear too, your pants and stuff you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, we'll get into that in a oh. minute, but I got, uh, I got some new pants and, uh, I wanted to see how they fared in the snow and the water resistant and all that and. And so I was, I was real happy with that, but we'll, we'll talk about that because we've got these two bows, the cam for Frank's bow came in. Right. But that one's going to be sent back out most likely. And another, um, listener pro tip, uh, if, if you're going to order a new cam for your bow, make sure it's the right cam or or what, here's what happened. Frank's draw length it was too long and i you know i i guess i should have looked at it. it's kind of my fault on the bow on the limb it says 28 inch draw length but i never looked at the cam i technically i never looked at the bow i just asked him he said it was a 28 inch and that's the helium and so that's a draw length specific cam so 28 inch there's no leeway in it really and it was really long form so like well just Go order a 27 inch cam and we'll build strings and, you know, put it on. Well, so the, he ordered the cam last week, picked it up, got it up here, and I was looking at the bow and I'm like, well, the cam that's on your bow is a 29. You know, I looked at the numbers. I'm like, he's like, well, the limb says 28. I'm like, well, the limb's just a sticker. The cam is stamped. That's the cam and it's 29 inch. So, so needless to say, we got to send that one back, and hopefully, they'll have a twenty-eight inch. And because we, I measured it up, and it's two inch difference is 
that's too much. For and them. Matthews is notoriously long. Right. Anyway, so a half inch long. So like a half inch long, I guess, you know, for Matthews. So, so yeah, but he's really about a 28, 28 and a half. And so, yeah, the 29's and he, too much. You know, he gets real frustrated with his his shooting and his, his eyesight and all these other things. But we kind of talked about it when we started in the, the progressions that I've made. And I think knowing your equipment, it, and, and that's, I think, why you were saying you were struggling this year with Target is that you weren't messing with your bow and been a, right. all, all, all on top of it. But until we shoot, like I said on the last podcast, every week and you're, I don't know, you're critiquing yourself, but then you're standing around and you've got, you know, the same guys watching you week in and week out to say, hey, Frank, your, your draw link looks, looks a bit long. So, I mean... Yeah, and, well, and, and he had the bow for ten years and didn't know that it was right. You know. I never even paid attention till this year. I started looking at him more, especially after you know, like I gotta give credit. Like I said this before, knock on John Dudley, and after watching all those videos and stuff, to that helps people pick up their own problems, but but also see problems with other people. So I really noticed it. You know, Frank's he's got. His draw length is way back. He's got a ton of facial pressure with his string. And not only that, he's so far drawn back or he's so open that we we kind of laugh like he's, you know, starting to chainsaw or whatever. But it's pulling his – it starts pulling his, his uh, back arm forward. He's almost, you know, shooting his hand through the bow. So we need to get that draw length shortened up to where he's got some room to move. So he's got some more, more back wall there. And so I, I actually, um, I talked to a guy today who was um, uh, talking about starting up a podcast for new hunters, uh, looking at it from the new hunter perspective and trying to get all the information um, out there to people who maybe want to start hunting or want to get into archery or, or want to do this. So for someone who doesn't know, I mean, let's say that you just bought a bow at Cabela's and they looked at it and said, oh yeah, that's fine. How does that feel? And you're a guy and you don't know. So you're going to say, you don't know what it's supposed to feel like. So you're going to say, oh yeah, that feels fine. Right. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. Where is it? Where's all that supposed to line up? Like, so when you're like, so when you're, when you're anchored on your your anchored, like you can, you can, if you have someone with you, or you can have someone take a picture of it. But the way I do it, I'm shooting a handheld release though. Like the I'm shooting the Carter Wise Choice or I'm shooting the knock on silverback, which is a, it's basically the Carter Evolution. And so I anchor like Dudley teaches with my index finger right underneath my jawline and the edge of the or the rear end of my knock right in the dimple between your chin. Bone, chin bone and your the back of your lip so that little sweet spot or whatever so it's hard to tell i mean it's hard to explain it on the on the podcast but if you have any if anyone out there is listening to this and has issues or wants to know more go to john dudley's knock on and search you know just look at his his YouTube page and there's everything and anything you can think of on how to set up the bow or, you know, so do a little research, 
before you go out. But the best thing to do is, I, I mean, it's okay to go get a bow at Cabela's, you know, but, or any of the big box stores, but really like your local archery shops, they're going to, for the most part, they have the knowledge to, you know, help set up a bow, tell you what you need. I mean, there's some out there that are better you know, than others, better yeah. than others, but yeah. Cause I mean, I, literally, I don't think until I met Frank that I even shoot a release, you know, right. I, I never knew, I, I still, I mean, you, when we were setting up that bow, you said, oh, well, the, you know, the, the arrow's supposed to be like in that sweet spot between your, your lip and your chin and, and all this stuff. And I mean, I got my first bow, well, I got my first bow when I was five, but I got my first real bow, I was 12 years old, shooting, you know, the three finger glove with top finger in the corner of my mouth. That was your anchor point. Right. And there was no real you know, what's, what's your draw length or whatever. It was like, you either draw it back and that's where it reaches or can you get your finger in your mouth and, or, well, you'll grow into it, <laughs> like, you right. know, um, you know, from, from being that age. So, and everything has just evolved since then. So I never really, you know, took much stock into exactly where that was. Just make sure that you are hitting the back wall and you had a consistent, you know, so for me, the, that portion of it never really came into play. It was always nose on the string and either kiss or button in the front of my mouth, right? you know, not in the corner of my mouth, which is where I had done it in the past, but kiss or button in the front of my mouth and then on the nose. And then, so when we set up that bear bow last year, you're like, well, you don't need a kiss or button. I'm like, well, I just always had had one, but as long as you're you know, the, the tip of my string was on my nose and I was, could see through the peep site. It was right. It was well, fine. that, and you were consistently anchoring and you're shooting a wrist strap release. So you were anchoring and you're feeling your knuckles on the back side of mm -hmm. your jaw. And so that's, that right there is your number one, your anchor point is being consistent with that hand and where you, where it lands every time. And then, then you, you know, get your nose on the string and then, then you center your peep. So, but circling back around, it's just, you know, Frank knows all this stuff and it just, it was amazing to me that, that, that could be such an oversight you right. know, at this yeah, it was stage just, in the game. Yeah. Well, maybe he shrunk a little bit, but, <laughs> but no, it was just, I, I think back in, you know, way back, that was one of the things, I mean, there's still guys that, if you look at, I mean, everybody shoots a little different. So even like what my explanation is, he might've been shooting good like that for the first 10 years, but he started struggling for one. He was struggling with his eyesight, but now he was struggling just holding the bow consistently. He was, you know, coming off of it. And so that right there is just a sign to me that he's fully extended. There's nothing back there left, you know, nothing. he's mm -hmm. a, there's nowhere he can't pull back any farther. So he needs to shorten that up so he's got some room to move on the back. So there's those those two bows and uh John has the string going right right behind him right now. Yeah, um, for <laughs> for the for the carbon knight. And you're building a, a string for Frank after that, right? Yes. It, and that's gonna take a whole new thing, but you need a, a cam to do that. Right. Man, to get 
Well, and that's a Matthews, so that's that's. Hopefully, I have enough on this jig. I might have to make an extension because those are like a hundred and some inches. Because it, you know, single cam goes around the cam, goes up over the either wheel, going back down. So, so yeah, where, you know, your bows, you got a string, and then you got two cables, the same. And then, also this week, Frank's son came over, brought his bow over, and you just had to adjust the draw length on that. And yeah, well, we didn't have time. We'll have to because that his his needs to be put in the press. To, okay. To uh, it's got an adjustable like slip cam or you know like adjustment slot on it, but it has to be uh, taken down to do that. Right and there's uh, some other things in the works as well, um, as far as uh, building bows, but uh, we'll get into that maybe in the next one, maybe in a week or so. But right, that and well, the the arrows, like now I also have a set of arrows to build for Chris. Oh, because he's he's going to total, total archery challenge. So yeah, so we're building arrows for all those, all of us for that. So it'll be. At least three dozen right there. I'm building a set of the the Axis, Eastern Axis uh, 260s. And I got the new uh, match grade or the Pro as they're called. Which was, I was actually pretty surprised that the, it was pretty reasonable for them. I mean, they're nine ninety nine a piece. So. But, so, and what's the diameter on those? Um, I th- they're the smaller diameter. There's the five millimeter shaft. Okay. But that's not the that's not like the outside diameter of it. That's yeah, a reference. Well, uh, just just the reason that I bring it up, and because you mentioned the total archery challenges, I, you know, I um, do all the editing and everything for the the podcast. John is the obviously he's the technical guy. He's he's over here. He's 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 my bow tech, right? But he's also a pretty good shot. And at the Total Archery Challenge, they said this year they are giving away a truck. Now, they've tried to give away the truck since they've been doing it, and they've not given one away. So they said this year they're doing it. They've already told you the yardage. It's 111 yards. And is it is it a one-inch thing that you had to hit? I don't. I didn't even try it. Last year, was that was um, when I won the Bronx box was a one-inch by one inch square too, right. which was different. That was put on by the, the Michigan backcountry hunters and anglers. Yeah. But they all, they had the truck giveaway last year was like 150 or 155 yards on a caribou. And but what did you have to hit? You had to hit a orange dot that was about the size, the diameter of a dime. So did you have to go inside out on and it? Yeah. You were supposed to go inside out on it, which I mean, inside out on a one by one square is hard enough at, 58, yeah, but 150 on a dime. So I I told John he just needs to get the smallest diameter arrows so he can go inside out. I mean, if you hit it, your chances will be better. Right. Well, this year they moved it, what, to 111? 111. 111. So I imagine it'll still be a small, like a dime size, which 111 is still, I mean, it's a hell of a shot. But John shot for the Kill Cliff Challenge that Knock-On had. Uh, a Killcliffe can, which is about the size of a can of Red Bull, at 100 yards. Right. And how much? How many shots did that take? Well, the first day, <laughs> I hate to admit this, but the first day, 
my son was doing it with me. And so the first I filmed him and he was shooting 50 yards. So then he finally got his. And then it was, the weather was actually pretty crappy. So I'd say it, but after I tried it 22 times, which my son was really getting upset because after every shot, he would run the 100 yards, get my arrow, and then run back. So basically he did, what, 4,400-yard dashes. <laughs> but after, you know, after 10 shots, I was just frustrated. And, and I was using the silverback the whole time. So the next day I took a break. That and our cameras, which our phones in the cold, was it, they died. So we, had to, we were dinking around trying to get that set back up. So... And it was getting dark. So anyway, next day we did it, and then I I hit it on the third shot of the next day. So, and I, I mean, out of all like the twenty two shots the day before, it might have been twenty three. I I never missed the little block. I mean, I hit next to the can, next to the can, next to the can. You know, and it was just like, you know, frustrating because. But that's a pretty small target. I mean, at a hundred yards, but right. So I mean, that's all I need from John from the. Total archery challenge is win the truck. Win the truck. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a reasonable uh, goal. Right? My my goal. I would love to win the truck. I mean, everybody <laughs> would love to win the truck, but my goal is just to hit. I at least want to get close to it this year. So, so it took you twenty five shots. At how much are they going to be? Ten bucks? Fifteen? I, I think they're fifteen dollars for the okay. for the truck shoot. So you're going to need to budget about $300 just for winning the truck. That'd be a pretty good payoff. Right. I mean, it seems reasonable to me. But so I'll build, how about, this? I'll just, I'll take, there. well, there might be a, a new bow in the mix for me. So like we have talked before, hopefully I'll get, end up with this carbon bow. But if I do, then I'll build my double XL and I'll build that into a, long range one one shot specific bow so maybe get some <laughs> micro diameter arrows but, but yeah the one thing with that though is you cannot use a scope or you can't have any lens which that's you know that's reasonable i mean you go out there with a, a pro target bow with you know eight power lens or something and stick to target but, but yeah so i'll have that set up and uh, hopefully we'll That'd be a pretty cool story. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That that makes for a heck of a podcast. Um, and then you know we touched on it a little bit, but we both had a bunch of clothes um, come in. So I had ordered my stuff from uh, Badlands. Uh, Badlands has like the greatest warranty of anything. Um, you know that you rip it three corner tear anything, send it back. You'll get a new one or they'll fix it or, or whatever. Um, and then through the service field staff, um, there's a little promotion through that. So um, if you're interested in being a field staff or anybody, the service field staff is, is great. Um, so I wanted to support that and support the, you know, the Badlands company that they're working with. Um, so I e- emailed them and I was thinking about it over the, the course of this week is, you know, I've tried a bunch of different clothing companies. I bought some stuff from Nomad. They also work with Bowhunter Planet and um, the and Servicide as well. But it seemed like their stuff 
was more for cold weather. Um, I talked to one of the, our local rep here for the Plythal, um, and that's the stuff that the Deer Hunter podcast guys just rave about. Um, and everyone that I've talked to has had good things to say about it, but it's all about how warm and how comfortable they've been. And I feel like I know how to keep warm. I don't know how to keep cool or to keep comfortable in a very much varying um, uh, temperature climate. And that's why I think a lot of these companies, um, First Light, Sitka, you know, I mean, the big the big guys, and uh, Badlands is one of them that I would put in the Western hunting um, right. realm um of of gear and so i don't have any experience really um other than like when i was in the military like some of the training is done at um uh, camp pendleton and so i was like when i went through my um school of infantry was like november to december in california and so there were days like where you'd wake up and it would be like the Porta Johns would be frozen. Like there'd be ice over them. And then it would be 80 degrees during the day. And then back to that temperature. And just that mountain temperature or whatever. And then same deal, like in 29 Palms, like in the, the you know, when you were at the ground level before you went up, like into the mountains, like at, before the sun would come up, it would be, you know, in the forties and then it would be in the nineties or over a hundred during the day in that same, same area. So I feel like being Midwest hunter, it's like you always plan to be warm. You, you layer the other way is like, I'm going to bring all this heavy stuff with me and go out there and then bundle up when I get there. But this is going to be totally different. Right. Well, that, you know, as a Midwest, you know, as a whitetail hunter, we're, like you say, we're packing in. I usually walk out in like a t-shirt, even when it's super cold, and then put all my gear on. And I, so I'm packing in all kinds of heavy layers where. But you're also, also sitting still. Yeah. So then we're going to sit still for hours. You know, we're not moving. I mean, and I have terrible circulation in my feet. So my feet always freeze. So like even during early season here i use my insulated boots and stuff but we're going out west and doing this it's completely new to me well and you so that's yeah. where our big we've been watching you know like the gear reviews and bag dumps and just trying to you know siphon through all this equipment like which you know it's kind of daunting but you ended up picking you. You said you emailed. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So I emailed Badlands and I said, "Hey, look, I don't know anything about uh, Western hunting. We're planning on going to Idaho early season uh, archery elk. I told him the elevation, um, and the the guy Nate emailed me back like day or two later, and he said, "I too am going to Idaho for early." Uh, and early elk and this is what i'm bringing and he said okay i'm bringing these ion pants which are you know the one thing i'll say about badlands is like on their 
on their website, when you look at a piece of their gear, it has like this little graphic where it says like, these are your extreme warm and your extreme cold. And, you know, they give you a range. Well, these were their like extreme warm pants. So these were the waterproof, water resistant coated pants that they had for the earliest season, like the warm. So, and I've been messaging people on Instagram left and right, you know, from Idaho or guys that I've seen that have hunted out in Idaho. And I say, Hey, look, you know, what are you expecting for temperatures? And I've got like literally 20 degrees to 90 degrees. Make sure you bring a tent with a stove. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So, but that large of a temperature swing, you know, so he says, these are the, these are the pants. And then he just had like a lightweight uh, Merino uh, bottom and then a a multitude of top layers. And then he told me this, um, this Kalor jacket. Uh, So I got those in and judging by their measurements, um, I needed extra large pants and it was a large jacket. And I was like right in the middle of the large chest, um, as far as the, the jacket was concerned and the pants fit great. Uh, but the jacket was really pretty tight and the jacket was actually in the, and so the pants, the pants are not nearly as light as I was expecting. Um, they've got like almost like a, not, I think it's just a material, but the backside of it is like almost like a micro fleece, um, really comfortable. Um, but like I said, not what I was, I was expecting. Like I have a, I don't know if anybody has the Setlock Savannah, uh, suits, but it's like almost like see-through, like tactical material. I mean, it's really, really almost like a silni, like a tarp. It's, it's not, it's not that, but I mean the same thickness of density. So it's kind of expecting something like that. And I was like, man, this is going to be not, not what I'm, what I'm looking for. But these pants look like they're, I mean, first impressions are like bulletproof. Um, so today okay, I already explained like what the weather is and there's snow. So I put them on with like a really, really thin, um, like all polyester, like base layer that I have. And, uh, it was perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't quite like the term that we use in the military would be comfortably cool. So where you're not cold, but you're not, you're not even like warm. You like can feel, feel the chill in the air, but then by the time you get moving and you get, you get warmed up. Um, but everything was, was great. I mean, and they were, I was kneeling down in the snow, putting up my, my tarp and, um, everything. So you didn't get any wet spots or soak? No, no wet, no wet spots, no soak through. Um, I was sitting in the snow, like I said, kneeling down, messing around and I wasn't even like conscious of that. I was doing it. Um, so those were, those were great. That, that jacket was too small. Um, it wasn't, I mean, it zipped up and it fit me. Um, but like through the chest and arms, like any, any sort of, um, base layer or warming layer or anything underneath it is not going to work. Um, so, so I, um, I sent that back and it was a little bit heavy. It's their medium weight jacket. Um, and I have the scent lock full season, um, jacket for whitetail hunting. Um, and it's about the same 
thickness and density weight. And it was kind of heavy um, also. Uh, so I sent that back and I ordered a extra large Rev jacket. And that's their lightest weight jacket. It's not in the same family as the the pants. They didn't make an ion jacket um, for me to get. I think they might have like a quarter zip top or something like that. And then the other things that he sent me were just like a merino base layer that's from Badlands. But the the one thing I didn't why I didn't order their their base layer is they only have solid colors. And from everything that I've seen, uh, it looks like people are wearing like a merino as an outer layer, um, you know, not just as a base layer. And so I wanted something that was um, camouflaged. And then their um, their base layer is, I think, I think it was either two fifty or three ten. So it was a really heavy, heavy base. It wasn't like a uh, something that you could wear like in a, as like a mid mid layer it was like fully like a base layer for cold um, and they had a really nice uh, technical sweatshirt kind of like the one i've got one on right now that's just a cheap cheap one but it's like the waffled um, uh, polyester uh, but they were out of it in my size and so i think what i'm going to buy is i've basically heard everything is that the first light merino is the best um, and uh, so i think i'm going to get the kiln um, that's like their, it's not their arrow wool, like 150 weight, but it's like 185 or, or something like that. And I would get their, their lightest weight one, except for it doesn't have the, the half zip or the quarter zip. And I just feel like I want to be able to let some heat escape if I, if I have to and be able to zip it up and, you know, it's got a hood. So, and I'm not by any means a, all my camo has to match guy. So it doesn't, uh, you're aiming that at me. Nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm leading into your, your story here, John, about <laughs> what, the, what the gear that you had come in was, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting on that jacket, but, uh, first impressions of the, uh, the Badlands pants, um, definitely exceeded my expectations. And like I said, I want to take them out and see, okay, so, uh, I'm I'm probably going to wear them when we're at the uh, total archery challenge, at least for one day, um, just to see. It's going to be hot. Last year it was like 90 degrees, uh, so I want to see how breathable they are. You know, yeah, like, even if I, I I mean, if it's gonna, if it's going to be 90 degrees, I'm not going to shoot it on the prime course that took us all day. <laughs> um, you know, because I'll be able to figure out probably pretty quickly how well they're going to breathe. <laughs> I right, don't yeah. think I need eight it hours out, to do it. Like last year it was cool in the morning and the, you know, it was, it was raining and rain and there was dew in the grass and on the day, you know, the next morning too, when it wasn't raining. So it'd be nice just to check out the gear, check out the waterproof, you know, walk through busting through the, and use our boots, all that stuff as well. Right. So I ended up, I ended up ordering, I was going back and forth. First light, looking at all the stuff. And well, then first light right now is they come out with their new gear. So a lot of their stuff is like pre-order won't come out till what ship till June. Yep. So I like I said I wanted to try, I wanted to have gear to try for at the Total Archer Challenge. So 
I've been going back and forth. So finally ended up just ordering a bunch of Under Armour gear because for one, the, the Under Armour website or their app, they have a bunch of the Ridge Reaper gear and a bunch of it's clearanced out or it's on sale. So I ended up ordering kind of like one of everything. <laughs> but what I ended up, when I got it here and I looked through it all, the early season thread, I think they're threadborn, but it's the early season pants and they're in the Ridge Reaper forest. That was the one thing that was kind of the, the bummer was they had some of my sizes in the the forest, then they had some of the, my sizes in the forest or the, the barren, Ridge Reaper barren, which is the lighter grayer, like the stuff that comes on the white bows. So end up the the pants the early season pants really breathable i mean really nice and thin great those are going to be i'm going to what i try for out there and what's nice about the under armor too is on that site or on their app like for your sizing chart they ask you like what pants you wear now and what size pants so like i put in my wranglers you know 36 34 and they, they compare it and it was like yep 36 34 will fit you you know, so I ordered those, and they fit great. They're actually, it might even be a little bit long, which I usually don't have that problem. They're usually all my pants are short. But then with the, I did the measurements, you know, for my chest and arms and all that. I have super long arms, so no shirts fit me there, really. But I ended up ordering the XL, ended up ordering all my shirts in the XL, and they were all too small. So... I'd, what's nice though about the Under Armour, I mean, I think the Badlands bad was too. the same way. Everything was free shipping, and then all your returns are free shipping. They send you a shipping, label in the box. A label in the box. So that's one good thing about it is like you can try it all, try it on, and what you don't want to keep, put it back in the box, send it right back without any cost to us. So so that worked out good. So I end up I got the uh, early season Threadborn. I got a t-shirt, short sleeve t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, and then I ended up getting like their, I think it's actually a mid, mid-season or mid-weight uh, wool hooded sweatshirt. And that one I did keep in the XL. It's, it's pretty fitted. It fits like perfect. If I gain a little weight, it might not, but hoping that don't happen. <laughs> but and then I ended up getting, it was like a, I can't remember the name exactly. I wish I had it out here, but it was a wool blended uh, coat. It almost looks like a puffy coat, but I think it's a, a mid-season also or mid-weight. And that I, had, I did, that one only came in 2XL. So I just ordered it and then that fit perfect. So I didn't send that back. But. That's a little heavy for out there. It would be, might be nice for like in the morning or in the evening. But the other thing nice about that is it would be great for whitetails because it's it actually has like for the your climbing harness or your tree stand harness, it has the hole in the back of the, the coat for that. So I was trying to make some stuff dual purpose because obviously, we're, I mean, this is a budget trip, so I don't want to buy something just for you know, the one the pants are one thing, you know, and they're reasonable. I think they were like 112 for the pants, but so 
I'm still waiting on the new shirts to come back, come in. But I also, my base layer is going to be, uh, the one base layer I'm going to run is what I just got in today. And that was my, the new hex suit from Knock on Archery. So, and I ended up ordering an extra large. And the, the thing with the hex suit is that you just get it as a, a set. So you order extra large and pants come extra large shirt comes extra large came with a pants shirt and then a face mask, which is the face mask is camouflaged. So, and it's kind of funny, actually, I'll tell those when I, the, the my dog Wilbur hates the male lady and, and UPS guy and the FedEx, all of them, but he, she pulled in today and beeped the horn and he started barking, going crazy. And I walked out, got, got my package. And then he quit barking, whatever, went back in the house, went back to bed. And I walked into the garage and I, uh, unpackaged it and I tried on the shirt and I just walked back in the house and he was laying in the bed and I come around the corner and he actually, he flipped out. Like he didn't know who I was. And it, maybe it's coincidental, but it was weird. I've never had him like growl at me like that. Like, cause I walked around the corner and it was like, he didn't recognize me. And all I had on was the shirt. So obviously there, there's some, there's something there. Cause then when Adam got, when you got here, uh, he was out here in the garage and I put on the shirt again and the face mask. And he was acting really strange again. I mean, so. Yeah, he was doing circles around you and kept looking up. And then he sat right down. He was trying to, like, it was like he was trying to figure out, like, what was going on. Yeah. There, there was something. It was, it was odd. Yeah. So. He definitely noticed there was something different about me. He don't, he don't ever act like that. So, but, so that is going to be, you know, if it's going to be 90, 80 or 90 degrees, I'm not sure how well this you know, hex suit's going to be, you know, as a base layer, if it's going to wick moisture away like a merino. So that's another thing. I'll, we'll test it. We've, we're all getting them. For turkey. For turkey. So we'll test it out during turkey season, see what happens there. But And you got another jacket too, right? So that, oh. the jacket's real cool. Yeah. So then I, I also ordered the early season jacket. And that turn that is perfect. That's nice and lightweight, real breathable looking. It actually has some little tags on the inside. So if like you get lost, it's got some tips on, you know, food and fire and what to eat and first aid. And it's got a little uh, hunter orange patch on the inside. So it's, it's kind of a cool piece of equipment, but it's got a hood and it's kind of got a raised collar too. So that will be perfect for the early season because I can layer up under like I'll keep that the wool sweatshirt, which is a little bit heavy, but if it's cold in the morning or in the evening, I can just put that on over my, my base layers and then throw that coat on. And Yeah. So, um, and, and you're planning on that for just your rain gear too, right? Yeah. Cause, Cause it's I mean, got it's, the, it's got the storm coating. It's or, a storm or coating. So for the most part, that's, you know, we're not going to be out. I mean, if we get caught out in the downpour, we're, we're going to be soaked anyway. So, but, but yeah, for a light rain or something, or in the morning, you know, walk around and everything's wet. Hopefully that'll, we'll give it a try. Yeah. We and can just, test it out before. Just as uh, John was talking about that, I'll, I'll say like, so I was, 
you know, if you look at all this stuff, it's like everybody is like puffies, these puffies, you know, and it's like, like they're like the coolest things ever. Like you got to have one. And so I, I was like legitimately like during hunting season, I was like, man, I should, I, I should look into one of these. Everybody's got one of these. And so right as the season was closing, it was like muzzleloader season. I went into Walmart and they had these like puffy, like whatever the Walmart puffy coat is, you know, it's obviously not down. It's just like a, a cheap version of the, oh, I can't think of like the microfill or whatever they call it, but it was like 25 bucks and then it was on clearance. So I went up and I had them ring it up and it was like $16. So I bought it and tell you it's warm i mean i'm sure it's not like as warm or like as durable as like a 200 hundred dollar puffy but for 16 or 17 dollars it's right it's, i wish it's, I would. it's really nice and warm <laughs> and it fits me pretty well and it's light and it's, it's super light i mean it's 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 not a pound um so that's what i'm going to be running so like i said for for the gear that i've got um and i've got like so like i said i, I have some uh nomad stuff um, that I got a little bit a ways back and there's a, it's like their cooling t-shirt and it's got like a mesh panel in the back, kind of like your threadborn shirts are almost like see-through. That's yeah. kind of like what the back of the shirt is. And then like underneath the arms and, and that, and then they have a quarter zip. That's like their, I don't know. It's like, it's like a thermal t-shirt or something as they call it. It's got pockets in it. Uh, but I wore that earlier this week and it was, it was pretty cool, but I just had that. It was probably 40 degrees, maybe, maybe a little bit less, but I had that cooling t-shirt on and then I just had that quarter zip on top of it. And I took my daughter for a walk around the lake and it was, it was perfect. It was like comfortably cool. I didn't sweat. Um, and I didn't, you know, I, I felt like the air was moving through it, um, uh, pretty well. Um, so that's why I kind of only took so much of, you know, I kind of picked and choose from the list, but I knew that I needed the outer layers, um, from that. And there's a lot of time between now and then, but I think that we're, we're kind of narrowing down like the, the big, right. The big, the big, item. the big stuff. And so then you got a bunch of other stuff, uh, that I still need to get that had come in. Yeah. I ended up. I ended up ordering, um, it's the caribou gear, uh, the ultralight game bags. I ended up getting the, uh, magnum pack for elk, which. And what did we count? There's nine, (laughs) nine nine different bags in this kit. So it's, like I said, it's the magnum pack. It's the real big one there. They do make a smaller one, but this. Well, they did make. They did. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm. Don't quote me on this, but I think they're no longer. I went to their. They still have a website, but you go to shop, and then it it's you, it goes to some other website or something. So, and so it was, I had a hard time looking. But these are a synthetic bag, and I seen these on a bag dump from uh, Randy Randy Newberg Newberg, yeah. And he just he said, you know, this guy's. If anyone watched any of his videos, obviously you know, but. This cat has done a ton of hunting, and he, you know, he's been there, done that, used every bag there is, and these are the bags that he used. So I figured, well, 
why reinvent the wheel and just go with something that so I searched it, found these, and so we're going to give these a shot. And like, there might be nine of them. That the I mean, it's huge. It, be enough. It, it, how much does that weigh? Uh probably three pounds. Yeah, but. I would say it's probably <laughs> three pounds worth of bags. There's there's a lot of lot of game bags in there. Um, Hold on, sorry. If there's a noise, I'm digging through my my pack right now. Yeah, so I it, it's it's funny because. We've had this conversation like with our families, but it's like I even hear it like through the grapevine, like from John's mom. She'll come over and be like, "Well, Adam's got everything. He's got." And so I have all the stuff to like sleep outside and stay alive, and John has all the the hunting stuff, <laughs> and and so I'm like, "Well, you know, I've read a lot of stuff and, and talked to a lot of people, and ultimately, it's like." you can you can kill an elk with your equipment that you have everything else is just uh, to make it easier or to make it better now the fact that we're completely green at this and we're going out doing it ourselves and doing a backcountry uh hunt you know we're just we're 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 putting ourselves way 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 out there so the hunting stuff is like i, w- I i'm going to be able to hunt a lot better and that, i mean so um we've got the elk what one and going through that and listening to Corey jacobson and that's basically it is he you know on there he says you know basically you know as far as fitness as far as your gear as far as like he says you know anybody can kill an elk with anything basically but better gear has less strain on your body or even less mental strain because you're you have this stuff that you need when you need it how you need it um and so it's like a balance of of that but the portion of it is like a good night's sleep um you know comfortable boots and clothing and and things like that and so that's that's kind of where i'm at is i'm like oh i've got this i've got stuff i'm ready to sleep in the snow (laughs) under a tarp um, and i'll be i'll be fine and so i'm i'm getting into like what do i really need now for the for the hunting john's like well i'm all about hunting like this uh (laughs) camping stuff uh i'll figure that out right no i i uh yeah, I just want. I'm kind of a gear free snob. Snob <laughs> is the is the word. Well, there's certain things that I, you know, like. There's certain things I like, and then there's certain things that, you know, I, I would rather skimp on one thing, and then splurge on others. And the gear is usually the thing I like. I mean, I like to have good functional gear because I don't want to go out and buy something, and then have to go rebuy it. You know, like, wow, that's not worth it or, you know, it's just a piece of shit or whatever. But so my other gear that I just got in was the new, well, new to me, is it's the Alaskan Guide Creations uh, Bino Pack harness. And it's, I got the hybrid Max. So, and I ended up getting it in the, the Cypher Camel. And so far, um, I really like it. 
And okay, so I've been I, again today's um, weather was absolutely terrible, and so I spent a large portion of my day like on YouTube looking at specifically bino harnesses and i was really whole i didn't know john had gotten his i knew that he had ordered it so this is my first time seeing it um but what specifically were you looking for when you when you ordered this one so i originally i i did the same thing i've been looking at them looking looking you know trying to find just like the certain one that was going to speak out to me and at first i was looking at ones that like open forward like the the badlands badlands yep you know, because it opened forward, the whole thing just kind of hinges out. But it, and it was a magnetic, like clasp or whatever, it closed. And then I read some reviews where it was good at first, but the magnetic the magnets get a little weak, or like if you jump or you fall or something, or if you're like doing a spot stock and you're crawling, they have they start to open up. And there was actually one review where the guy was doing a crick crossing or something, and he went to jump. And as he jumped, it flew open, and then the little clips that hold the, you know, the harness, or that are clipped to the side of the binos, those were real weak. And so actually, so when it popped open, the binos flew out, and then the clips just popped off, and it went right in the bottom of the creek and gone. And so, and I'm not sure how expensive they were, but even a $100 pair of binos, it's going to suck if you lose. It's be better to have them if you don't, than if you don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those are the binos he was planning on using. So exactly. he brought them for a reason. Right. So, and I think his were expensive ones, but anyway, so that kind of led me away from that. So, and, and, but like every review that I've seen about the Alaskan guide creation, everybody pretty much, you know, likes them or loves them. So, but the one thing that I like the new ones, like uh first light has, they actually sell, somewhat on their site that are Alaskan guide creations, but they have the zipper pouches on the side, which some guys might like, but I wanted just the, the mesh like elastic ones and the hybrid has that. So it has two side pouches that are elastic. It's got the little elastic pouch on the top. It is a flip open towards you lid, which actually once I got it on and, and was messing with it, it's, it works pretty good. I mean, I think I'm going to like it a lot. Then it has like the little front pouch, which right now I have my, I have the Nikon Aero ID, the 5000. And I took it out as a little camel pouch that you can use with it. And then the, it's got the little, uh, what is that? Toggle? The little. Bungee. Bungee that holds the top down is comes through the zipper case and is extra long so you can actually tie it on to your your range finder. range finder and then it'll, that's secured too so if you don't like that you can just cut that part off and and just normally i have mine hooked with just a piece of d-loop material and then i just cinch it around my strap so that way it's always right right there in close proximity so if i use it i can just drop it and it won't go anywhere but for right now, I have it in the pouch. It works the same way. But then it's got a nice little bottom pouch on it where I'll probably keep a knife. Like right now, I got a lighter in there. And, and then it's got a zipper mesh pouch on the back where you could keep license or, you know, whatever else you want. So yeah. far, and then I've tried it on with my with my pack on. And everything, you know, there's no, there's no uh, 
there's no problems with the harnesses, you know, hitting each other. The only thing that I noticed with it right now without a big, without heavy weight in my pack is that the little mesh back kind of rubs on the mesh back of my pack. And so there's a little noise there, but maybe once, you know, when we start getting everything loaded up, it won't, won't make as much. So overall right now, first impressions, you're, you're pretty happy with it. Yes, very happy with it. Yeah, so I don't think I've ever read anything bad about the Alaskan Guide Creations um, ones. Uh, one thing that that one, I, I guess a lot of them do, um, same thing, is that they open up instead yeah. of open forward. Right. Um, but, so I was watching, I've not settled on which one I want to get. It's good because it's, so being in Michigan, there's no, you can't really just go to Cabela's and, be like, oh, I'm going to look at all these right. vinyl harnesses. I mean, I know that they have them, but they're not going to have every single one, like where if you were out west and everybody ha has a vinyl harness, you know, um, you're going to be able to just look at them all. So, yeah, I ordered this one through uh, Black Ovis. Yeah. And so, and so, like today, I was looking through, and I mean, I, I swear I've looked at every single one of them. Um, and then uh, I actually. So we had spoken with uh, Garrett, the DIY sportsman, and and his podcast. The his co-host is uh, Boudreaux Boswell, and so he does a lot of the. I think he does R and D, or either works for one of the, like the the Kestrel companies or something like that. So he's got a pretty big YouTube channel um, doing reviews on on things like that, and uh, so I was watching his videos on bino harnesses. And, um, he went through, I was looking at one, the, the Muley freak, um, and I really liked that one. And he, he brought up a couple of points on it that, um, I don't know, I guess ways that they could have made it better. Um, some of them were, uh, he, neither here nor there for me, as far as one was putting, a, uh, they have a, a spot where they put, you could put a morale patch on and that one falls forward, um, and so I, I like that. I like the fact that it opens forward, but same kind of thing is, well, does it, uh, you know, is it going to, is it going to fall out? Um, something like that. But when it opens forward, look on the Alaska guide creations ones, that one too has a, a pocket in the front for a range finder. Well, in that range finder pocket, if, if it opens forward, now you're right on top of it, so you can't really get to your rangefinder at the same time. Now, is that going to be an issue? Most likely not. Right, because I mean, if you need your binoculars, you're probably not going to. You're probably going to need your rangefinder in a, in a hurry, at least in a bow hunting situation. situation. You know, if it's within bow range, you're probably going to be able to just range it, right. and because rangefinders are usually four power, or two power, or something like that. Um, so. You know, I don't know if that's a, an issue, but there was a, some good issues that he brought up where there was um, the mesh pouches on the side. The elastic wasn't very tight, so he was like, you could just push his wind checker up and out. Um, and I've seen some complaints about, like, the other ones, um, like the Vortex. Like, Vortex has their, they have a pretty inexpensive one that's got some really good reviews. Um, but same thing. It's like if with those mesh, mesh pouches, it's like don't put anything important in there because, you know, it it could always fall out. So, oh, yeah. and I think that that's probably why they make 
both options. Yeah, there. so like these ones are these are real tight. So, but the other one that he reviewed and I saw was the uh, and it's one that I would have never even looked at before I had seen that, and that's the Outdoor Vision Ridge Top, and that one looks like it. I I, I might actually get that one. Um, I don't know. The only thing about it is it doesn't have like a the rangefinder pouch or anything in the front of it. So if you're going to put a rangefinder on there, you're just going to click it. You're going to have to clip it somewhere else, which I don't necessarily see as being a bad thing. And I've been looking at the Vortex um, rangefinders, and they all have that clip on the side. So I feel like on your bino harness where they normally have that, the pouch that goes on the strap that goes around your chest, you could just clip it on there. It's going to be on a lanyard, right? Either way, the only the the thing about the rangefinder for me is that, like I was saying, is when you're in a position where you're going to need the rangefinder, you're going to want to be able to have it up close and not have a lot of movement. So, like if it was down on your side more, you're going to have you got to think of your arm movement. But I think where that was, it was right here, so it'd be. So yeah, right so as long here. as you know it's like within your body frame, so mm -hmm. you kind of can hide that movement against yourself. So that's why I say I keep that little short D-loop material, have it right up here on my, I usually have it on my other bino uh, strap. So it's up high and then it's right there. So, and then it doesn't ever interfere with my shooting side. So it's just like right there, I can just range real quick and then just drop it down and it's out of the way. So, yeah. And I don't know with this one versus um, any of the other ones. So what I did is I've got the, uh, Vortex Crossfire 8 by 42s and uh, they actually came in a pretty nice little case. I mean, it doesn't have any of the extra pockets on it or anything, but what I did is I've got their... Um, That's the Vortex, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, so I've got their um, uh, from Bowhunter Box Club, like one of the first months that I got it in there came their Bino, like the stretchy harness oh, okay. that, you know, goes around your things. And, uh, like when we were talking to Joe, he said, you know, those work great when you're not climbing up in the mountains, but if it's, you know, when you're climbing up, looking down, kind of like what, what you were saying, when your binos fall out, well, if they're on that elastic, it's right down between your legs hitting you where, <laughs> you know, you probably, you probably don't want to have to be messing with it. Um, but so what I did is I just hooked those clips onto that case and uh when i was doing scouting and and whatever and and so that's one of the things that i look at is on that vortex one i think it's like 50 bucks um the actual bino harness that's pretty much the same thing except for it has the side pockets and you see it in some of the born and raised videos they had a, those ones on um the size is pretty nice and compact and that's what this outdoor visions one looks like and the Outdoor Visions one does have a, a pocket on the bottom, so you can have your knife and, um, you know, lighter, any sort of survival items. And that that one actually comes with a, a first aid kit, which is, you know, pretty pretty cool, but, you know, not a, not a necessity by any means. But what I'm getting at is that seeing one of those, like this, the one you've got, the Alaskan Guide Creations, they seem huge in all the pictures and, and all of that. And it... it <sighs> it's like a double-edged sword, you know, for me, cause like being like a survival type guy, it's like, man, I could put like a whole overnight gear in that thing. <laughs> like, but, but, but realistically it's like, 
what what is it that you need so like kind of like i think the way that we're going to be hunting with like everything on our back or like even like having like a little bit if you if you don't have a a, a day pack or or something like that like let, let's say we get into a good area and we don't we don't want to pack up our camp we say okay we're going to stay here for sure all day um you know you could put a significant amount of stuff in that right but what's your what's your trade off is you know if you were just going like straight from the truck you know it, that would be a a good one you, you've got you got stuff in it but if you're carrying it with all your other stuff you've got a full pack on and all, all of your other stuff you know you maybe don't need all that extra storage and i don't know because it's not something like here as a whitetail hunter in michigan and like a tree stand hunter or like whatever it's like binoculars are like a almost like an afterthought you know you, you say that like i know you're hunting you usually have them and i've i've been carrying them for the last couple of years but i don't think it's ever like made or broken my hunt like i don't think it's been like the game changer it's just something that's nice yeah well actually i always i i always have my binos with i just my binos my range finder just for one i guess like in the tree stand it just gives you that it gives you something to do for one like when you start getting bored i like to sit in glass and then i've seen a lot of deer just doing that catch movement or if you just catch movement and then glass them up but I always have my binos around my neck, so I this harness I think is just gonna make it, you know more convenient. More convenient. Yeah. Just have it always there and you know, wind checker on the side. still even when we're whitetail hunting, that's that's the wind checker out of my pack my uh, fanny pack. But it's really I mean, it look they look so big in the thing, but really this thing isn't that it's to not, me. It's not nearly as big as it as it looks. Right. And I would say the one that I've got like that came with the vortex is probably more the size of you know, some of the other ones that look quite a bit smaller now having like a frame of reference. Right. But you like, know, and this one is a little longer because it's got the little trunk on it. Mm-hmm. So like if you got the, this is the max. So if you got without, if you just got the standard version, you'd eliminate that, what, inch and a half bottom pack. And so, yeah, it would be significantly smaller. Well, that's like the, the Badlands ones. They, um, they all have that sh- same like, turtle shell kind of look to them so if you're looking at them online and you're not watching a video on them they all look the exact same there's no way to like tell like the actual size i mean you can you can read the dimensions but like to see to see them in person is like a completely different right and the mine i right now have the 10 by 42s my 10 by 42s in which are just the the fancy uh bushnell bear grills Mm -hmm. but you know they fit in there perfect so yeah if you had bigger binos if you had some you know 10 by 50s or whatever they this is the, the 10 by 42s is like the max size for this pouch mm-hmm. so the, the eights and the tens fit in this good um if you had a bigger pair you definitely have to go with the, the the bigger pouch whatever they they have all different sizes or a couple different size zones put it that way so so beyond that um couple weeks ago actually and i just haven't even got around to doing anything with it and i wanted to have john open it as well uh we got the full full draw box in from bow hunter box club and that's there this is like so at christmas time like that's where i got those uh vortex binos so they had a a premium level you know they don't they don't like um 
battle box or uh, hunt vault or any of those they have two uh, they have different tiers of subscription boxes so you can have like their the $40 option like battle box has a and battle boxes like survival type stuff or prepper type stuff or, or whatever um, but they have like a $40 option uh, $80 option then like a $150 option or something like that and so the higher tiers all come with each of the lower tiers. Um, and so Jason was talking about doing something like that at Christmas time. They had a Christmas box. It was 180 bucks um, and had a $200 pair of binoculars in it. So right there, I mean, it was like a 300 and some dollar value for, um, for 180 bucks. And my brother and I split it. So, you know, basically I got the binoculars for 90 bucks. So it was, right. it was a great deal for me. Um, but so this is this is kind of what he's doing is a quarterly box for um, for like that upper tier that premium box. It's not with your normal subscription. It's not a reoccurring thing. So you can you can just order it. And this was the first one I wanted to see um, what was what was going to be in it or what kinds of things because that's one thing in talking with him is really difficult to uh, you know there's so ma- so many things that you want to try out or so so much stuff. Um, but getting it under $40 and having multiple items in the box is, is pretty difficult. Right. I mean, um, realistically. So this one was kind of based on the, the Turkey theme a little bit. Um, but not necessarily. I, I say that because, um, we'll kind of go from like the, the bottom up. Uh, so the total value, this was like, I think $140. And I think that's a price point he's, uh, shooting for. And it was the total value in this box is uh, 250 bucks. So, um, so the first thing I guess going from the bottom up is uh, the right release. And that so enough time has passed. I wanted John to to open the box too to you know get his impressions of it because like I say, John's very particular about gear. So when you, they just send him like random stuff in a box. It's not always, you know, so I love to see his like real, uh, you know, reaction to it. And so the thing he's got in his hand right now is in the bottom of the box and it's the, the right release. And so that's a, like a release trainer for like what the shot process or the yeah. release process. It's for your release process. It's actually, it's made by Rattler grips <laughs> and one another, uh, knock on item also like, Rattler grips. That's what I have on my my Hoyt Double XL are the custom side plates from Rattler grips. <clears throat> and uh, this is an awesome little training tool. Like, I mean, you can use it for your wrist strap and practice your, you know, back tension. You know, try to surprise release. But it's really good for like my handhelds. Like you were playing with earlier. I have my Carter Wise Choice. And it's the actual thumb, you know, thumb release, but click it on there and you could, it's adjustable. It's got a little, uh, adjustable button down here in the bottom. You can pull it through, shorten it up, set it for your draw length, and then just sit here and practice your release. And so like John's got the Carter wise choice. I've shot that. Uh, it's a really nice release, but he's also got the silver back, which is a back tension release. And, uh, I'd never shot it. And frankly, um, I, 
afraid to probably even still, um, but trying it out with the, the right release, it gives you a really good, it's, it's a really, really good trainer for that shot process. So if you are switching over releases or you want to try something out um, and you don't want to shoot an arrow through the ceiling or, or even like the, just sitting around the house. I mean, that's one of the, I mean, you can go out and get a wise choice like this one or like mine or the knock to it or whatever, <clears throat> any of them. And you go and you shoot your bow, you, you know, like pick up your bow and you shoot through the, go through the process. But you might still just be hitting that trigger just a little bit. This trainer, you can sit there and you're not worrying about arrow or anything like that. You just, you're just pulling back and then just rest your thumb on it and just pull your elbow towards that wall behind you. And you'll definitely notice the difference and how the release is supposed to work, especially with like the evolution or the silverback, which is a true back tension. You set the spring tension on it and it breaks away. So this is a, I mean, this is a perfect tool. You can sit, watch TV and just practice. Your wife might get upset with all the clicking, but I actually made one with my old white grip. I've had, I've made this over a year ago and same concept, but his is definitely nicer. (laughs) Yeah, easy, so, easy to adjust and it's cool. Yeah, and so what I was going to say is like I got this a few weeks ago and I just haven't we haven't got together to to open it up. And so like I've already seen people post like what was in it and things like that. So I know like I pretty much knew what John was going to like be excited about and uh and that like I said that's always fun for me because I know how persnickety he is with uh <laughs> with gear. Um and the next thing is uh this is in line with the um turkey season it's the quake turkey tote and basically uh, if you've ever used or ever seen the claw sling um it's the claw sling with just a couple sewn in loops on it and it's for hauling a turkey out of the woods and so basically it's just you do like a lark's head knot or you uh, just put the end of the you know, you put the middle of the um, the strap there through the loop and just cinch it down over the, the Cinch turkeys. one end over the head, cinch one end over the legs, and you can just put throw it, it over your shoulder. shoulder. Like a turkey purse. <laughs> but uh, one thing about the claw slings is that they don't slip at all. And so I was actually looking at that, trying to figure out, like, if, if I can just shorten it up and put a... a actual sling for a rifle um on it for when i'm not using it for for turkeys because um th- it's listed at at 30 dollars and uh, the claw slings you know that's what I, at, when i had seen the pictures of of what they what was in the box i was i was thinking like why is there a rifle sling in there for a, a bow hunter box because i'd not i'd not seen this product but the, those claw slings they're they're 30 dollars and they're worth every penny of it because it's not it's it's not flopping around at all, so uh, I was trying to figure out how to put some uh, clips on clips it. on it for and uh, and like for the cheaper shotgun slings. I mean, that's all they are is you just loop it around and right. and put it on there. So you could certainly use it as a sling for your shotgun in a pinch too. And so that that's another 
item in there. And then um, there's OMP Accu Aero Grain Scale. Um, so John's already got one. I don't have one. Um, so I'm excited about this um, for for looking at um, different broadheads and things and seeing how different they are. Uh, that's one of the things. I'm going to order some of the Tooth of the Air broadheads, and I think I'm going to order some Slick Tricks. Um, but to see how how different they are, you know what the what the variable is, and then to see what it end up um, the weight of the arrows are. But real real cool, real excited about that. That's a forty dollar value. And then there's a really nice. Um, it's from Generation Calls. It's a slate turkey call. And it comes in this ridiculous case. Um, it's it's almost like a like a trophy box or like I don't know what. How would you describe it? Yeah, it's kind of just like a little trophy case. It's just yeah, like if you got a gold medal, I feel like you would keep it in <laughs> like this box. It's a it's a wooden box with mitered edges, and then it's got like a little plexiglass window. Plexiglass window. Um, it's a really, really cool looking call. It looks like it's made in Minnesota. Um, and it, it sounds pretty good. Um, I don't I think the way that it's made, I don't think it's going to be a super loud call. But um, it's a really nice looking call. And that's a uh, $50 value on that. Let's see. This is their leaderboard. And um, it says simply harvest an animal. Oh, Okay. I gotcha. So I was reading on the back of this call and it says leaderboard, right? And it's got turkey tracks in there um, as the holes for the like sound to come out of and resonate. And so it says it's designed to allow you to recall and reminisce those memories from the field. Simply harvest an animal, send it back to generation calls, and they'll engrave the highlights of the hunt on the call free of charge. Whoa. So that's pretty cool. That's real cool. So now I see why it's like in a trophy case because you could just flip it around the other way and kind of display it like with your pictures or something like that. Right. And then it's got the little holder. And it's got a holder for uh, uh, for the striker. That That's pretty cool. I had not read that until, until just yeah. right now. It says it right in the back of the box okay. too. So Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some memories to be engraved this year in about a month. And then, so the, that's a, like I say, that's a $50 item. And the big ticket item in here is the Scentlock OZ 20 B portable deodorizer. That's a hundred dollar value. And that is basically a portable ozone machine. It's rechargeable. So you just charge it, bring it out. doesn't, doesn't take batteries or anything like that. Um, you can set it to run for one hour or three hours, and that's a hundred dollar value. So I was telling John, I th I was real excited about these before we went to the ATA show. I don't think the ATA show um, had anything to do with it. Just like when we were there, I was looking at all of the stuff, and um, then the more research I do on them, and the fact that they like distort your camo and eat the um, elastic. Well, ozone's a pretty it's pretty rough on everything. Can I mean, if you are in a closed, like a blind, and you run one of those on, you can damage your lungs, actually, because ozone is a 
I can't remember the exact. It's term, a but. like free radical scavenger yeah. or something. Yeah. Some, or it's like either the opposite of that. It's, it's either a free radical or a free radical scavenger. It oxidizes. Oxidizer. So, but anyways, um, it you definitely know. kills scent and yeah. or odors. But it'd be good. Like you could, if you have a stinky old car, like you know, in the in the winter, and you turn on your uh, your defrosters and you get that musty or whatever, you could throw that in your car and let your defrosters run and it'll help kill some of that uh, smell but yeah so i'm I'm not really sure that i'm sold on ozone just i mean because i think i think the way that i would run it is um if i was going to do it i would put it like in a tote or something like that right but the fact that it over extended use is, eats the elastic and that sort of stuff you know you can do some damage to your yeah, equipment i mean you spend yourself. a lot of money on this stuff and like like I say, Badlands has a warranty, but I don't know if it, if you destroy it with ozone. I, I mean, I guess I guess it does. But then this week we also got in the monthly Bowhunter Box Club uh, video. I did a video; uh, it's up on YouTube. And um, the my camera, I was having an issue with the card, so I had to use a different camera. So the lighting is kind of poor in it, but um, that is a pretty good pretty good box uh this month that uh this digital scale is nice because it comes with a little arrow cradle which is it's nice just put it on there tear it out and seems to work pretty good i just weighed up one of my hunting arrows so the april box uh for 40 dollars was a, a 77 dollar value and it had the dead ringer vector six inch stabilizer which is a 35 dollar value but i think that that's like undervalued um i mean it's it, if you were to buy it you could buy it for 35 bucks but it comes with a quick disconnect which is like 20 dollars in itself right so like i said in the youtube video like we're i'm basically setting up two bows right now so i'm definitely going to try it out but i'm not ultimately sold on the design of it it's got it looks kind of like a gun barrel with a heat shield on it and I just think if you're if you've got a stabilizer, it's going to uh, you know if you're carrying it through the woods or whatever, and it's got holes in it, that's just where debris or um, something is gonna get stuck in there. But it's got the quick disconnect on there, um, and so right now I have a uh, I think a nine inch limb saver carbon fiber stabilizer that I have to unscrew every single time to put it in the case. It doesn't fit in the case with it. So definitely the quick disconnect is, is worth it for me. I'm definitely going to use that. And then there is a Scentlock airtight Atom bag, um, which says keeps odors out from outside. But essentially what it is, is it is a dry bag and it says it will hold three lightweight suits or one heavyweight suit. And it's a pretty big bag. I was trying to look on here to see if it says how many liters it is. But it's definitely going to come in handy for the um, the trip out west because I've got to get some of these to segment gear and clothing and, and all of that. Anyways, that's $20 value. And then there's a, a game camera mount from Hawk, which is basically screws into the tree. It's got something that you you stick to the back of your trail camera. And then on the back of that, the trail camera it just once you've got that on there it just clicks in so it's a cool product i'm definitely going to use it 
but it's going to be basically private land only because, you know, you can't screw something in the tree on public land. Right. So, so you're kind of, kind of stuck there. And then it's got uh, also the hand saver um, arrow puller. So, which will be really it'll nice. It'll be really good for total archery challenge. Yeah. So for pulling it out of foam targets. So that's $77 value there for, for 40 bucks. Um, you can save 10% using the code Chronicles, you know, if you haven't signed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, with this month's box for sure. Um, Sorry, I was over here preoccupied taking the, uh, <laughs> the quick disconnect out. But, yeah, that that's a nice-looking setup. I mean, we'll have to give the stabilizer a run through, but the quick disconnect alone is one of the things that you're needing. Right. <laughs> I guess that's kind of all the, is that all the stuff we got? (laughs) (laughs) Is that all? We got tons of shit floating around in here. Arrows coming out of every corner. String building material. Peep sights. Bows. I got to put some more hooks up to hang up all these bows that I got to work on. Yeah, your, this string here that I'm working on, this will be done tomorrow. I'll pull this off the jig. Yeah, I'm trying to get John to do a little video um, just to tell you, you know, what's going on with with the string. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get that uh, get that up, just just showing where it's at right now and, and what he did. Uh, but you still got to build one for Frank, and you yeah. still got to build the cables. And yeah, yeah, I got I got this the string to finish, which once it's done stretched, I'll back it down, double check the the length on it and then I'll serve it all up and I'll pull it off let that hang and then I'll start with the I only have one jig and stuff right now so and it's very basic I'm using just a regular uh, scale and some turnbuckles to to stretch it with but it works but in the future I might end up building a set with some uh, air cylinders for stretching, which stretching with air is nice because you set it and say it's at 350 pounds and with 120 pounds air pressure on it continuous, it's, it's going to stay at the 350 pounds where like right now I come out every hour and I look at it and it's stretched. Like right now I'm running at 400. It was at 400. 382. Now it's at 382. So I give it a little quarter turn or less than that and it'll be back up to 400. It's already been stretching for about six hours, so I'll pull it off tomorrow afternoon, give it pretty much 24 hours of stretch. And this is the BCY or BCY uh, 452X string material and building it for the Bowtech. And this is uh, 20 strands for the main for the main string. The cables will be 22 strands. Yeah, so hopefully... Um We'll get a little bit of a video up there so you guys can see at least the the process because it's it's pretty interesting. You know, it's all all new to me. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's nice to come out here and just play around and build some stuff. So I just did this. If anyone, I built this string with a tag end technique where I just wrapped the tag ends instead of serving the, the end loops, especially with the Bowtech like. They don't. They didn't even do tag ends. It's just bare string loops on, on the originals. This is a little bit better. Yeah. So and then, uh, so, so yeah. John's got a lot of work uh, 
in these these upcoming weeks. Um, but next week, I've been talking to uh, Walt still from Chasing Tales. I think we're going to have them on um, next week. And so we'll get to talk to them about uh, how their turkey season uh, went and kind of the things that they've got got going on. They've uh, changed up their recording setup and um, they're starting a new, they've got a new guest, kind of like a guest host or a guest segment um, every couple weeks. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that, but it'll be good to just get to get to talk to someone who's actually been hunting. So we're uh, <laughs> just kind of getting everything ready for our hunts and kind of waiting on waiting on May. And this, I, I don't know, maybe this weather is uh, has been good because it doesn't make you want to get out there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of been, yeah, cause when it was nice, I was out doing other stuff where the, the bow stuff was kind of piling up, but now got me motivated to get the strings built and all that the other stuff that's coming into so we gotta get the other rest in and we gotta figure out if uh if i get my carbon bow what site stuff yeah i uh on that i so i i messaged the um buckrub archery uh, about that carbon fixation site and uh they'd gone back and forth with me a few times and uh so i ended up calling them and seeing what was going on with that site because i'd really like to get some in um to try i mean i'm setting up these two bows and i'm i i I still have yet to find a site that i think is better for just a regular hunter i mean the price price point at the full retail price is like 130 bucks which isn't bad at all especially for a a slider uh, I think right. the HHA optimizer, um, just the regular bottom of the line, is about 150 bucks. Right. And I don't see that there's any difference in this site than that site, except for this one has a fixed pin also. So this one is better. It's carbon, so it's going to be lighter. Durability-wise, I don't know. Um, basically, it sets up just like that, but... Either way, I'm super excited about it, and especially, you know, for for hunting and going out to to Idaho, I, I'm I'm torn on what site I want to put on this because I've I really like that Optimizer Kingpin uh, Kingpin light that I've got, but I just don't I don't necessarily know like in a, in the situation of if it's going to happen fast or something like that. If you're going to be able to actually switch that pin and uh, where was it at? you know, that whole thing. So to be able to have a point of reference, even if you set it at 25 yards for your fixed pin and know where it hits at 20, know where it hits at 30 and have that, you know, that confidence and then be able to run that slider out to, to wherever, but set them at 25 and 40 and just set them there. And if it's, Beyond that, you're probably not shooting anyways, but you still have the ability to, to Wait, dial wasn't it Wasn't there two fixed pins on that? There's just one fixed pin and the other is the slider. Oh, okay. I, thought one one. Th- I thought it was two. Two was one, a third one that was a slider. But either way, I'm still super excited about that site, and I just hadn't seen anything. I, you know, I was kind of waiting to see when it was released, or you know, you've got all these um, – companies when their stuff's coming out saying either like pre-order or, or whatever and there's really nothing i wasn't seeing anything from them uh so i called them and they said they were they were um six to eight weeks out 
And um, so I told them, you know, we were doing the total archery challenge and I'd like to shoot it from there. So they, they took my name down and um, they're going to get a hold of me when they, when they get them back, they had to change something with their molds. Uh, but I'm still um, pursuing that as a site that I'd like to, that I would like to use. Um, and I, I might get two of them. So right. um, that, that's, that's basically uh, what I'm looking at. at for sites for mine but um but i did get a hold of them and i think we're going to try to try to talk with them once we get one of the sites in um so that they can tell us a little bit about the site but it doesn't really make any sense you know if we haven't shot it or don't have one in in front of us to 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 take a look at so um, that's still something that we're that we're pursuing so but i think that's pretty much it for for this week and that's a there's a lot of stuff that we've got uh going on so it's a pretty pretty exciting time it's probably not as exciting for John because he's got to do all the work but oh, I like <laughs> I'm work. just I'm just my, waiting on all my stuff my the only thing I'm the only thing that bums me out is like I said I need it would be a lot better if I had my a press here instead of having to go to the club every time but I st- at least I have the opportunity at the club they have a full setup there they have arrow cutting set up uh, bow press and bow vice and all that. So, yeah, and it's kind of a double edged sword for me because right now I don't have a bow that I can shoot, so I'm not all that excited to go over to the club because <laughs> <laughs> I just think, well, at least I could shoot. Oh, I can't really shoot. So, um, so there's so there's that. So, well, if we could have, we could have, um, what rest are we putting on the the bow tech? That uh, the QAD. Hunter, QAD. Yep. Okay, I wasn't sure. There's so many things floating around here, and we had talked about so many different things. I've kind of lost track of it. So we could actually get that one shooting, you know, the next time we we can hang out. We can just go to the club and go through that and do all the – get it baseline, basically, set it up. And I'll have all my fletchings and wraps in. Yeah, we got to get arrows made. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Still, yeah, but we got to go to the club to make the arrows because we got to yeah. cut them down. Well, I'll just run over there. That'll take a few minutes to go over there and cut all the arrows, get those all set, and then I can start fletching them up. I got my wraps in today with my suit, so we have to go with the knock-on wraps. <laughs> got to keep it consistent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Please, you know, if you get a chance... Uh, get on there leave us a review you know tell us what we need to do better uh, check us out on facebook and instagram so uh, thanks again for listening and we'll uh we'll be back next week all right see you all right, thanks